Hi, I'm Lou Tisdale and you're listening to Get Lippy. Hello and welcome to the summer bonus series of Get Lippy. I'm Carly Orman, editor of beautycrew.com.au. Now, Lou Teasdale is one of the UK's biggest hairstylists and makeup artists, famous for tending to the locks of a small, mostly unknown boy band called One Direction. She was recently in Sydney with her pal and founder of Tanologist, Lottie Tomlinson, and we couldn't help but put her in the Get Lippy chair to quiz her on her career, the world of social media, and get her grooming tips for the guys in our lives. Lou Teasdale, welcome to Get Lippy. Welcome. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for having me. Tell us a bit about your career and how you became One Direction's go-to hairstylist. Well, oh, that was such a long time ago now. I was originally an assistant on The X Factor and I did both hair and makeup, which for anybody looking to get into the industry, it's quite a nice way to get in sort of lower down if you can specialise in both and train in as much as you can, learn everything that you can. Because quite often when someone's looking for a good assistant, then they'll want someone who can do just a little bit of everything. Mm. And so I did that. I started working on The X Factor and quite often there would be a lot of signings from the show so they would take, you know, a groomer or a hair makeup artist on tour or when they're doing their promo work. Um, so every year I used to go back and do the show again and then work a little bit for the label as well. And uh, One Direction just blew up. Um, <laughs> Understatement <laughs> of the year. Yeah, yeah. and it, for me, I was pregnant at the time, so... I kind of thought, oh, they're really nice boys and really nice <laughs> to me. And that that seemed a bit easier just doing the guys. And I kind of thought it'd be a nice, easy life if I just do them. Yeah, you thought it would be <laughs> an then, easy life doing Yeah, that was like the original like idea. And then they went crazy. But I think like what was really nice about them was they really kept quite a few of like the original team members and it was a really nice like family vibe they really looked after me and my little girl and I think they just really liked how I did their hair and that was I think that was because I did it from really early on and you would probably find if someone did your hair every day Mm. for six months you understood them yeah Yeah, and then if someone else came in and did you could get the biggest hairdresser in the world but it would feel weird and Mm. not quite right and you just would freak out and I think that's what was happening um they were just used to how I did it and I think you know they just wanted to look cool like they were already hot it was like quite easy they didn't need too much Mm. and so yeah so I just ended up sticking with them it just worked out we like all you know planned to go away for six weeks so this six week tour and that was it and we didn't really come home for like four years wow (laughs) it just kept getting extended so your baby was a four-year-old by the time you got back yeah Yeah. and she was like she was such a good little like um like benchmark like you could see how long we'd been doing it for because she was growing up and it would make us all realize like god like she was in my tummy when oh I met gosh. you and yeah. I'm sure she was she could sing all the all of those songs by heart by the end of the yeah <laughs> do you know what's funny was like she used to sort of fall asleep at the show every single night watching them and now she's like their biggest fan ever Aww. she just youtubes like one Direction and Baby Looks and like herself <laughs> with them or their videos and like, oh, I would just die to be able to take her to see them now because she would really appreciate it. Oh, and that's so sweet. We've got to tell them. They've got to get back together. They've got to get the bang back together. Get the bang back together, boys. I know. So I get upset because I know she didn't appreciate what 
what she got to do. Yeah. Um, She was too little. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I think with YouTube and photographs and things like that, she can see what she did. And maybe now she's, she's eight now. So maybe she'll start realizing it was quite special. And on Instagram, we all know that it can look really glamorous and easy and just really beautiful and just the best, your best life. But Mm -hmm. what would you be your, your advice to young women and young girls out there who are keen to get into being a, more of an influencer, what would be your advice to, and for those who look at your um, Instagram account as inspiration and the benchmark of success? Yeah, well, I mean, my account originally sort of started as an expert and that was kind of what I wanted to use the platform for mm. and it has so many sort of positive um, you know, sides to it as well. And I think what you put out just really needs to be like authentic to you, really natural. Like if you're like super glamorous, then get your super glamorous pictures up because that's you. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're if you're more sort of natural, I think I don't know if it's if there's as much of a movement here, but in the UK especially, Instagram's really evolving now and people really do post themselves as themselves and people really engage in that. And I think it's amazing how it's changing. And I think at first it was all sort of glamorous and a bit fake and photoshopped and things like, like that. Pristine, yeah. like yeah. it was all filters yeah. and yeah. perfection. I think, that's, I think that's changing now. And I think that's what's quite great about Instagram is it that's an evolution. And, and I think that your followers can respond and you can see what people are engaging with and what people like to see and what people don't like to see. Um, and we just try and listen to that as much as we can. So does your own Instagram account evolve? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Like so much. Like when we look back, like originally we just used to post like anything and then (laughs) we started um being really like strategic and we were working for all these brands and there was all these other girls absolutely nailing it and so we were trying to sort you know like we would have our own like inspirations that we would look at and then now I think we kind of just go with you know what we're doing like what we like what we do yeah like what what we're doing is like really fun like um, we get to wear really cool clothes and we get to go to really cool stuff. We get to meet amazing people. I'm doing a lot of work at the moment with my daughter and working with brands that will do stuff with her, which I love. So, yeah, it's kind of, I don't know, I think it's about authenticity with Instagram. Mm-hmm. That's what works. And as well, like even not as a as a job and not to grow your following, but just, you know, if you're at school I think like giving out positive comments, you know, following each other, using it as a positive platform, you get that back. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. what you put out, you get back on it. And so, yeah, I don't love all this calling people out, calling brands out, calling everyone out. Yeah, I just don't really get that. I think it's really negative. I don't know if everyone needs to be called out on everything they do. But also, I think that's also maybe what's driving people to be a little bit more authentic as well. Yeah, I think that's true. I think that's a really good point. It's definitely evolving here. Yeah. Now, we did do a bit of a a stalk of your Instagram. Yeah. (laughs) You've got a lot of followers. Yeah. Like a A lot. (laughs) 3.6 when we wrote these notes, don't know what it's at now. Yeah. But you're only following a couple of thousand, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to be quite selective in who you're following. So we would love to know which accounts are you following for some hair and beauty inspiration? So, yeah, so I quite like to, um, like we live in East London and I quite like to, you know, follow, like look at what like the kids are doing, quite like looking at street culture and things like that. Mm. Um, 
I like looking at people like that. Also, we're really lucky we do trips with brands like Revolve and mm. um, we get to meet a lot of really cool people on there. There's um, a hair account called Main Addicts, which is run by Jen oh, Atkin. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great account. I've known her for years and she just like nailed it with Main Addicts. You can always go on there. Because I find makeup stuff's really easy to find, but hair stuff isn't. Um, mm. I agree. It's yeah. really, that is really mm. hard to find good hair. Jen Atkin's definitely doing a good job. Yeah, and Jen <laughs> does a really good job. And she's a really good example of someone who really... Um, like endorses who she's working with, her assistants. She pushes all of those guys. And then I follow quite a lot of the, like her team now yeah. and they post really cool hair inspo um, and videos of what they're doing and stuff. Um, so yeah, I'd probably say she's my favorite. I think she's yeah. just goals. Yeah. Nice. And I think you're right. She really does foster a, like a nice team culture and she's about yeah. bringing up people yeah. rather mm-hmm. than being like, I'm the one who's the famous good one totally she's yeah. so supportive like everything we do she's like all over it she sends really cute messages and i think like that's how she's become what you know that's what why she is who she is jeanette can been on get lippy yeah, so you're amongst yeah. company. Um, she was our yeah. first guest she we was. were we were at heathrow the other day and we have her suitcases she has a oh, suitcase yeah. line and we love them <laughs> And um, she actually just came screaming over <laughs> through the terminal, like, Lou! <laughs> like, hi. And she's like, well, we saw the cowbacks and then we saw it was you. Oh, my God, that was so cute. <laughs> it was really cute. Oh, yeah. She oh, went through all the stuff that she bring, takes on a plane. Oh, it was, it was long. Is the hh- oh, really? A lot of, like, nasal decongestants. <laughs> yeah, I've seen, and she's, like, wiping so down the thing. Actually, yeah, since, the- yeah, since speaking to her now, when I go on planes, I take the wipes. Do you? I yeah. wipe down yeah, now. I do the wipe down. I feel I like an idiot. Thanks, but, Jen. But thanks, thanks, <laughs> thanks yeah, Jen, for the hygiene like tips. kilos extra on board. <laughs> I've seen Naomi Campbell do it on Instagram. Like, well, if, if Naomi can, can do it, I can. Yeah. <laughs> we're, all, we're all doing it now. <laughs> we're all wiping down our seats, disinfecting those. <laughs> we don't wipe. We don't wipe anything. <laughs> hey, you're still you're still here. You're fine. You're good. Yeah. We're fine. <laughs> So, Lou, you've worked with a lot of men through your career, mm-hmm. like we said, One Direction being some of the most famous. What are your tips for adding a bit of polish to a guy who might need a little bit of help in the grooming department? Well, um, You're this, like, where do I start? this <laughs> isn't even a plug, but tan is like they love it, especially if they've never worn it. And when I used to um, work with the guys and they would just be hanging out and not want to look like too groomed, like... Mm. Quite often a bit of tan would mean they wouldn't need a lot of foundation or anything like that. And so I always, always Fake used it on boys. the boys. Always. Really? Were they, were, were they, they, they receptive to yeah. it or are they? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I mean, guys in the industry have to have to wear hair and makeup anyway. Yeah. Um, and so it was kind of just part of the routine. So you can get quite a lot of like gradual moisturizers, gradual drops and things like that, which just adds a little bit like I'd never do them like a spray tan so that they looked okay. like mm. some like there was right. never this big. They weren't tra- in the tent doing the no. like the robot <laughs> movement. No. There was never like a big transformation with it. But I think that you can, you, tan doesn't need to be that anyway. And I think that's what we're trying to get across with our brand. It's about kind of waking up and not feeling grey and yeah. having a bit of a glow. And so I always, always did that with every guy I've ever worked with. Really? I've tanned them up a little bit and it made such a difference. And then you can use less uh, foundation, less powder mm. and things like that and they'll feel more natural. Because they've got that base there yeah. already. Yeah, I right. must say I got a tanologist tan the other day and my husband was going, 
So which which product yeah. was it that oh, you? Oh, it, it's Simon. He's going to get excited. I'm going to wait for a couple it. of days, so I reckon he might. Oh, can I don't think he will, but I think he's still sussing it out. And what about in the hair department? For because boys and hair can go either way. They're either like super into it and they get their regular haircuts and yeah. they've got the pomades and the clays, and then there's ones who are just nothing going on. Nothing going on. So what would your advice be? To if a woman Guys. wanted to help a guy who didn't really care about their hair, but you know she wanted to zhuzh it. I just think like for women, like we know the whole way. So we have our styling products. So where we're, when the hair's wet, we might put a bit of that in, and then we have our finishing products, and we really understand hair a little bit more. And I think guys kind of want this one thing that transforms their hair and they just try and find it their whole lives and some of them are lucky <laughs> enough to find it and then stick with it <laughs> and then some done. And I think it's maybe just about sort of, you know, like teaching them a bit of maybe salt spray, blow dry that in, little finishing product that look, look completely different. You can actually get it to look like what you want it to look like. Um, so, yeah, just sort of introduce them to different things, sort of how we do with ours. Always maybe a little blow dry, even just with your fingers and things like that, and sort of try and you know, no more wash change and the shape of it a little. You know, try and work with the, your shape because I think a lot of them think you can't do that. Mm. They just have maybe like limp hair and just struggle away with it. When actually they could probably get a nice little quiff if they put like had a bit of practice and a, and a good like styling spray. Mm. Okay, oh, and you mentioned about foundation and things like that for men on stage, but mm-hmm. in terms of maybe skincare and. Is there anything that our guys can judge their faces up a little bit with? <laughs> well, I actually think that Instagram's like really responsible for like, and like we're talking about movements on there. Like I think like guys wearing whatever they want now is like so acceptable. Like mm-hmm. it, like loads of guys in London are wearing makeup um, and it's, I don't know, it's becoming the norm now and I really mm. like that and I think that's really so cool. So many of the makeup brands are doing to, unisex makeup yeah, even. Tom Ford brought out the yeah, Tom unisex Ford's done lipsticks. It. And Chanel, Chanel did a whole Chanel range, did a whole boy range. range. Yeah. Foundation yeah, for men. I, I'd quite like to just see it become like, it doesn't even need to be a man's range. It's just, these are skin products, this is a concealer and anybody who wants to conceal a spot because they're not yeah. comfortable to walk out the house um, with the spot showing um, should be able to do that and not be judged or, yeah. you know. Mm. And so I think that that's quite cool. I think that's kind of happening at the moment, mm. which is quite good for guys because I think we've been lucky enough to be able to put a mask yeah. on if we yeah. want. We've got a pimple and dark guys, strug- yeah. guys struggle away a bit. So, yeah, so hopefully it's I think it's the going man, in, man revolution. It's a, yeah, brand new era it for is. men. Yeah. It's going yeah. in the right direction, I think. Yeah. yeah. Now let's change tracks a little bit and talk about women and their mm-hmm. makeup and their hair. We're in summer now mm-hmm. in Australia. And I don't know if in the short time you've been here that you can feel how hot and humid it can get, mm-hmm. which is not a really a good recipe for looks that last. Yep. As a makeup artist, please share your tips on how the women of Australia can get their makeup, especially their party makeup, their Christmas makeup, to stay put. Well, I mean, when we go somewhere really, um, when we are somewhere really hot and we're in the heat then on holiday, we would always always just wear so much less anyway. And I think it's the only way is to get your routine to be as little as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, prep your skin, drink a lot of water. Um, yeah, your tan, like having a nice tan on, like I say, you can wear a lot less base. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think even if you prime, use a really nice mattifying uh, foundation, powder, all of that, it's not going to look great 
no matter what i think it's about <laughs> less and yeah it's got to be less is more i think like even your hair like i kind of quite like leaving my hair natural when it when the when it's hot because it kind of ha- just gives it a nice texture and i think it's about embracing it and going with it because you kind of can't you can't fight the elements <laughs> so <laughs> no. like we always like um have our brows done have our lashes done um had a had a facial working out drinking water like i said feeling healthy feeling good about yourself so that you can wear less you know if you're going to a christmas party or something like that and you feel great and you can just put a bit of glitter on your lid like something that's not going to move and it just be festive and like party without doing a few you just a can't do a full contour mm-hmm. and it's going to work it's going to stay if it's this hot I mean it's hot <laughs> yeah, it's hot yeah. and it gets even more had, humid and we had a party last night and we just had to give up <laughs> <laughs> that pretty much summarizes summer in Australia you just, yeah. just give up but the Australian girls are like goals to us like we like last night we were just like oh they're so amazing but I think like you guys are like so outdoorsy and like in shape and skin's amazing and like have gorgeous hair. Gosh, and I'd think, like to meet the women that you yeah, met. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, uh, yeah, yeah but, but I think that comes from, you know, you've got great weather and so yeah. it, people do just naturally embrace being a little bit more natural. Last night was particularly hot. It yes. was so hot. So yeah. hot. Well, Lou, this is the question that we ask all of our guests. What's the one thing you get lippy about? What's your one big beauty message that you like to share? I think I just said it in your last question. I do think it comes from um, confidence, um, like originality, like, you know, when you have your own vibe and your own style, like the most beautiful girl could walk in, but you still feel like great stood next to her, you know, and I think it's about finding who you are, being really happy with that. Um, And it coming from within, really, you know, I think that's really what you're giving out nice vibes, being super nice to everybody. I think that makes someone more beautiful than their hair. Really. Nice to live by. I love that. Yeah, I love, I love it. That. Thank you so much. Thank Lou. you so, so much, much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you.